Hey, welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, all over the social medias. We are Nationals On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout at Mandu equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Uh, Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon to see our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Uh, Calvin and Settle, if you need new hardwood floors or finishings to upgrade your home, they are at CalvinandSettle.com across the mid-states. And the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So we talked Monday morning about Ryan Tannehill being left outside of the NFL top 10 quarterbacks from ESPN and Jeremy Fowler gathering uh, positional rankings from over 50 people inside the NFL, whether they were GMs, execs, scouts, coaches, players, and compiling the, the list of rankings where Tannehill was just an honorable mention in the quarterbacks. And, and that set us off. We disagreed with that because, you know, when you have Justin Herbert, who was a rookie at number nine, and Kyler Murray, who's going into his third year at number 10, Ryan Tannehill has factually better numbers than both of those guys, yet was being left out. So we do have, and the Titans get a lot of credit during this top 10 exercise that ESPN did. It's seven players fall in the top 10 at their position. Kevin Byard was the number seven safety. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons was the number six defensive lineman. Uh, let's see, Bud Dupree was an honorable mention at his position outside edge rusher. Lawan, the seventh tackle. Saffold, the eighth interior lineman. Derrick Henry, obviously number one running back. And then Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, both in the top ten at wide receiver yesterday. So the Titans get a lot of credit. Ryan Tannehill did not. So before we get to the video of Mike Greenberg, you do have some credit to give out as well, right? Jack? I'll give credit after the video because the video. Uh, it will be. This is a this is a positive thing. This is the first time I, I feel like Austin. You and I. I, I don't listen to a ton of other uh, Nashville media uh, sports talk radio. I, I listen to the Zone when I can when I'm riding around, but I don't listen to the other station because it's brutal. And but, we're also not li- riding around that much. You don't. You don't hear a lot of talk about what we are about to hear. Both Austin and I have said at length. Over the last, well, we said it Monday, but over the last, I don't know, year since we've been watching the Titans and the transformation that this roster has had since Ryan Tannehill has become the starting quarterback. And finally, finally, Greeny gives some credit. They just dissed and dismissed Ryan Tannehill, who over the last two years has been as good as any quarterback in the sport. So I had Hembo put together some numbers for me so we can really make that point. Since Ryan Tannehill became their starting quarterback, Tennessee's offense is number one in yards per game. It's number one in yards per play. It's number one in red zone. It's number three in scoring. It's number three in total efficiency. It's number three in third down. And don't tell me that's Derrick Henry. Don't tell me it's all Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry ranked 14th in the NFL in rushing in 2019 at the time that Ryan Tannehill took over as the starting quarterback. Since then, he has run for 1,000 more yards than any other back in the NFL. When Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback, Derrick Henry averaged 51 rushing yards per game. Since Tannehill took over, he averages 126. Since Tannehill became their quarterback, they're 18-8 and eight, plus two playoff wins, with the 29th-ranked defense in the sport. Since became the starter, Ryan Tannehill is number one in average yards per attempt. He's number three in QBR. And only Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson have thrown more touchdowns. So Ryan Tannehill's numbers are stupendous. They're off the charts ridiculous. People still perceive that as a defense team. Their defense stinks. Ryan Tannehill is the reason they've gotten so good. And yet when they when they poll people in the sport, he's not in the top 10. It's got to be a joke. 
Why is Ryan Tannehill so completely disrespected and overlooked? It is because people had a perception of him in Miami that they've never gotten past. It's as though they've forgotten that the problem in Miami was Adam Gase. That Adam Gase coached Ryan Tannehill into that. And he came here and he became this. He's been as good as any quarterback with no exceptions in the NFL in the year and a half that he's been a starter. You want to tell me it's only a year and a half is not enough of a sample size? That's the only reasonable argument I can see against saying that he is an elite quarterback. He is as elite as anybody you want to name. So there's Mike Greenberg a couple days ago this week after Tannehill left outside the top 10. The last point that I want to get to, because so many good things, and we'll read your comments about that, and I'll let Zach give the credit. But if if Mike Greenberg is saying the only reasonable argument is that it's been just over a year and a half of production, yet Justin Herbert is in the top 10 with one year of production, and Kyler Murray is also in the top 10 with two years of production. So it does not make sense, and I think – that's a breath of fresh air for everybody who has followed Ryan Tannehill's resurgence and rebirth of an NFL quarterback. The, the, the Mariota versus Tannehill stats were just uh, mind-blowing. Derrick Henry, 51 yards a game with Mariota to 126 with Tannehill. It's absurd, and that speaks to Ryan Tannehill's ability to, one, read defenses, and two, make defense respect. Uh, the the pass as well as the run to allow Derrick Henry to have that success. It's pretty unbelievable, all the stats uh, that Greenberg just told us there. Well, and and that's where the credit goes to. It goes to Himbo, the guy who is behind the scenes, who's been – and I used to listen to Mike and Mike because I used to work uh, and do updates locally during, for Mike and Mike, so I know about Himbo. That is the guy who is helping Greeny spit those facts yeah, because yeah. those are mind-blowing statistics – that are 100% authentic, real, and factual. And you cannot make that up. I think if you go through, there, there are some things that I agree with, and there's some, there are some things that I disagree with what Greeny said in the okay. ins and outs. The one thing I do agree with is that the defense stinks. <laughs> and I don't know who, who perceives that the Titans' defense is really good just because they have Mike Vrabel as head coach. Maybe, maybe people in America do. But last year... That defense was straight coleslaw. So he got that right. I I did like that. Yeah. One thing that I I, I think, and this is maybe nuance, but he said two words, and I am more one word than the other. I believe that Ryan Tannehill is more overlooked than disrespected. And I think there is a big difference. And this is what I've been fighting for for several weeks whether it's on the show, in the chat, whatever it is, I don't think that the NFL hates Ryan Tannehill. I don't think that the NFL has a bone to pick with Ryan Tannehill so they do these things. I think Ryan Tannehill is just simply overlooked. So that is the one thing that I would I would kind of nuance say about what Greeny said. I go overlooked instead of disrespected. Well, I think he's both. I think he's overlooked and disrespected. And like when when Kerry Collins was doing some good stuff with the Titans, he was overlooked, right? But when I don't know when uh, whoever else is playing well in the NFL and they're not in a major market, those guys are overlooked. I actually do think Ryan Tannehill is flat out disrespected because of what happened in Miami. It has everything to do with the disaster that was the Miami Dolphins organization in the six years that Tannehill was their quarterback. Overlooked, yes, definitely. And it's and look, Ryan French, at perfect. Steve McNair was treated the same way. Steve McNair was not disrespected. Steve McNair was flat out overlooked by the majority of the NFL until he won co-MVP with with uh, Peyton Manning in 2003. So I do think it's different. McNair, perfect example of an overlooked player where Ryan Tannehill, because of Miami, is disrespected. I, I don't think that he is uh, disrespected. I don't think that there he is a vendetta. Against, I don't think I, NFL execs, they just got it incorrect. They overlooked him. They didn't realize. They didn't do their homework. No, I, I think it's... No, no I, I truly believe because Austin... 
if they actually did their homework, they wouldn't have ranked him. All right, so let's ask the people then, because I think you brought this up. It's a really good. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I have like one thing. I have one last okay. thing about Greeny. Okay, that he messed up at the very end. He said that Ryan Tannehill is elite. Ryan Tannehill is playing at an elite level. Ryan Tannehill is not elite. There's no disrespect there. Those are just facts. To become elite, you have to do it longer than a year and a half. You have to. That, I think, is where he misspoke at the end. I agreed with a lot of the things that he said, and I'm glad he said it. I think we stated a lot of those things on Monday. But Ryan Tannehill does not equal elite. I think that he can in the next couple of years, and we talked about his road to that elite status, but he is playing elite. You have to play elite for a period of time to become elite. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He is he is played at an elite level, but not labeled elite. So here's the question we want to ask you guys, and I like this. Is Ryan Tannehill more overlooked or disrespected? Which of those two words is the most true? Is it more overlooked or more disrespected? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. So check them out at RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether you're creating extra cash flows but for you and your family by renting out your property uh, that has long-term equity and wealth implications down the road, or maybe you're looking for a place to rent. Maybe it's for you and your family. You're trying to upsize, downsize, whatever it might be, move locations. Your son or daughter who's just graduated is looking for somewhere to live as well. Renterswarehouse.com has all the tools and the expertise to do it and make it easy for you right there at Renterswarehouse.com. It is eSports. Don't forget, BetMGM. Also, I won some money, but I I, I could have won more. I thought the Suns were going to – I had Suns plus six. I pushed. And it was, if you watch the end of that game, it was tough. But I placed my bet on BetMGM. I, I did win some other uh, some other bets, including our guys at, over at A to Z Sports Picks Under. I did win a good amount of money yep. there. Same. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. You got a risk free bet. You cannot beat $600 risk free bet for new users. Download the app today. Code ATOZ Sports. All right. So the question that we just kind of came up with on the fly is Ryan Tannehill more overlooked or disrespected? I do think this is a really good question here. Uh because I think he is both, but I believe he is yeah, yeah. I believe he is more disrespected than overlooked. Apollo says overlooked. Ed says disrespect, but that playoff game last year. And, and the playoffs have a big thing to do with this, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, let's see, more comments from you guys. Mark says overlooked. Uh, Corey says disrespected. Gerald says both, like I said, but more. Is it more one or the other? Louis says more disrespected. Jarrell says more overlooked. Alex overlooked. Rob overlooked. Uh, Andrew overlooked. Kim overlooked. Now we're talking, Anthony guys. Says yeah. Disrespected. NFL executives shouldn't need to do homework to know about a guy ranked the top three in every QB stat. How do you overlook that? Anthony bringing the heat right there. Uh, Larry says overlooked because he's not a young, young new star. Uh, Eric says overlooked for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marcus overlooked because of what Henry has done. Greg says disrespected because a lot of people say he was trash from Miami days, which he wasn't even bad. He was average in Miami. In my opinion, uh, tighten up. Uh, Joey says overlooked small market. Uh, D. Marie says overlooked him due to the tight and small market. The NFL does not make as much money off of him. Guy says disrespected because he plays for Tennessee. Scoop overlooked. Thomas overlooked. Lorenzo says overshadowed by the king, Derrick Henry. Fred says overlooked. Brad more overlooked. Derrick Henry being a big reason for that. I think we have our answer. Yeah, I'm surprised. Dustin says more over, overlooked right now, but won't be after the season with the eyes on Tennessee with Julio Jones on the team. I do think more eyes will be on the Titans because of Julio Jones is a transcendent star along with um, Derrick Henry who's also a transcendent star. Uh, but I, I do think, you know, Ryan says both coverage wise, Tennessee will always be overlooked data wise stats. He is 100% disrespected. The numbers are the numbers. And that's why I say it's disrespect because I do think a lot of the NFL people, whether it's media or people within the league, like to use Ryan Tannehill as a low-hanging pinata to take a cheap shot. They, they absolutely can. do not. That is a lie. 
That, then why, that is an why absolute have we, lie. Then they why don't do have that. we talked? Why have we had so many shows? <laughs> A pinata? Dude, had, are you joking? You know what was, was disrespectful? That statement. Because that oh, is so on. false. Hold on. Oh let me let me God. let me finish what I was trying to say. Uh, I, I do think like we have had so many shows twice this week talking about how Ryan Tannehill does not get enough credit for what he does. Because and he's overlooked. The, you can have that. <laughs> but he's but he is the people like focused. Zach Deadspin Deadspin used him as the uh face of the above average highly paid athlete earlier this week too. Like Th- that uh, doesn't matter. Deadspin is dead. You reference like, that Zach, when you reference the article. About, but my point is a national outlet, whether they're alive or dead, but Deadspin is what it is, a national outlet chose to use Ryan Tannehill for the face of above average, which he is not that, but he is viewed of that because people like to poke at what happened in Miami and they're not giving him the credit for what he's done in Tennessee. And they're not opening their eyes to what he's actually doing because he has Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is a huge part of this story, but the biggest part of the story of why Ryan Tannehill is continuously being poked uh, by national media and by people in the league like this is because of the lack of data and the lack of numbers from him in the playoff games that he has played for the Tennessee Titans. There's been four playoff games. In all four of those playoff games, Ryan Tannehill's numbers have been very underwhelming. Regardless of how we know he helped them get up on the Ravens, we, he helped them get up on the Patriots in those games they've won. He could not do enough in the two games they lost to the Chiefs and the Ravens when Derrick Henry was stopped. So, Der- uh, Greeny says he's 18 and 8 as Titans start in the regular season, add two and two in the playoffs. The Titans win two of every three games they play, which is insane in the NFL, a really good rate there but he is disrespected because of the playoff or lack of production uh, in the playoffs. Austin, I will simply tell you and explain you why he is overlooked and not disrespected. He's definitely not a pinata, and that was a terrible statement. Nobody even knows. Nobody's at the party. (laughs) That's why he's overlooked. They don't even go to the the, the Mexican siesta to to have the the pinata. Siesta is a nap. They, they, the fiesta no, yeah that's what they're doing they're, they're taking they're... a siesta instead of going to the fiesta this is why he's overlooked they are the nfl is so concentrated on tom brady justifiably so they've been focused on drew Brees. now he's gone josh allen young talent you know what who else they're they're now focused on dak prescott Probably comeback player of the year this year. You know who else are going to be focused on? Matthew Stafford, now that he's in L.A. Ooh, the young gun in L.A. right next door, which is uh, Justin Herbert. Those guys of what they're concentrating on, that is the justification of why he's overlooked. It's about everybody else, Austin. It's not about Tannehill. And the, the, the fans and the chat sat there and they flooded. And these people know. A to Z sports fans and followers, you guys know what is up, and you came in strong to answer the question correctly. So bravo to you. You were not taking a siesta. You were live at the party, but there was no Tannehill pinata hanging up. Everybody was just looking over at Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. That's who they were concentrating well, I think, on. I think, people, I think people like to take uh, passive-aggressive shots at Ryan Tannehill for what happened in Miami. Let's read some more comments. I do have one comment I want to read. All right. Uh, and I just have to um, – I have to solidify this. So Dom brings up – he says, you can't call an opinion a lie, Zach. Well, that's false. So I'll give you an example, Dom. I do not think this, but this is an example. In my opinion, LeBron James is the worst basketball player on the planet. That is a lie. That is an opinion – I will call that opinion a lie. Okay, there's an example. Yeah, there's Tom. a there's a massive difference in what you called me saying was a lie and he, what I he said that you can't do it. I just did. All right, well, you get the point that he was. Saying. Uh, no, not really. Yes, I don't. Okay. All right. Well, you can't call. I like it, dumb. I respect dumb. I know. I, I just know saw that and I was like, well, yes, you can. All right. Derickler says being overlooked equals being disrespected, which I think is true in some uh, context. There, uh, I, I did like these two comments. Jamal says. 
that Tannehill is the Rodney Dangerfield of starting quarterbacks. <laughs> and then Jarrell says that Tannehill is like the Mike Conley of quarterbacks. And I think both are really solid, uh, their analogies there. Well, and that kind of gets us to our main question. And this, as Austin and I racked our brain, and we need, I, I think we need some help. I have come up with, I have three. And I and they're going back and forth on, on like, versus Tannehill. Because I think Tannehill, he gets overlooked. There is some disrespect in that. I just think he's more overlooked than disrespected. But... The question I think we're trying to ask is what or who is the most disrespected player in sport? Because if you watch the the greenie clip we played earlier, at the bottom of the ticker, it claimed that Ryan Tannehill is the most disrespected player in sports. That means all professional sport. So let's see if we can come up with who that is. I think that's a good question. All right. First, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle. I absolutely can do that. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to go to get your hardwood floors. Call them today or go online at calvinandsubtle.com, 615-448-6414. It's that simple. Hardwood floors, knock on wood if you're with me. Right there, calvinandsubtle.com. They can make sure you rip up that old carpet that you don't need and put in brand new, pristine hardwood floors that will make your home pop you're probably just living in a house you can make it a home with brand new hardwood floors you've got to put your feel and your touch on the the home and you can do that they service all of middle tennessee you're talking from clarksville to brentwood to nashville to lebanon it doesn't matter 615-448-6414 put in brand new hardwood floors right there today don't forget, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app today. Use that code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Zach, you mentioned you won bets last night. I won bets last night. Uh, luckily, mine, I, I was just using free bets. I, I, I had two free bets. I had one for 22 bucks. put that on the under in the game last night, hit that. One for $10. I used that on bucks minus five. You said you used Suns plus six. So you pushed. I hit. So luckily, I went 2-0 last night. Uh, with my free bets there on game four. So you can take advantage of that. And uh, props to the A to Z picks guys who had those. So a- that's promo code ATOZ Sports when you sign up and download the BetMGM app right there. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800 889 9789. The question right now is who is the most disrespected player in sports? Could it be Ryan Tannehill? Um, so, you know, that's, I think it's really hard and I, you know, we don't have a lot of guesses because well, I think it, well, Dom comes it, in here and, and he goes with why we're talking about this. And Dom says unbiased opinion. I think Tannehill actually is the most disrespected in sports period. He literally has quantifiable stats that just get ignored, overlooked for whatever reason. So I, I, I think that's what we're trying to be, right? It's yeah. us. It's Tannehill versus the field. Who can we pull out of the field to compete with the possible disrespect based on the numbers and based on why, and there may be a reason, why yeah. he is overlooked? And it's a it's a really broad question, as Danny uh, brings up. But we, we do have, like, Money Mayweather coming in uh, right there from Wayne, I believe somebody Ooh, else. I think that's a great guess, or, or, or – and that's what we're trying to do, a great opinion. We're trying to figure it out, right? Because Mayweather, what do they always say? Well, he's just he's just a defensive boxer. He doesn't even punch, the right? And they criticize him. I think it's hard for him to be disrespected. He's not overlooked by any means because everybody knows who he is. I, I, think, I don't think he's disrespected. I think just people just don't like him. And there's a difference between being disrespected and being disliked. Uh, Darrell says, probably going to be get hate, but I feel like it's Kevin Durant. I I think Kevin Durant does get a lot of disrespect because people feel like he ring chased, had to join a super team to make it a super, super team in order to get a ring. And then he left because he wanted to be the guy and he's got all the, the, you know, the ghost tweets and the burner accounts and all that kind of stuff too. So I do think Kevin Durant gets a lot of disrespect. Zach, you said you had some options. I want to hear yours and maybe that helps spark some thoughts from uh, the rest of the comments because it is a tough question. So mine stem from the NBA. I'm an NBA guy, as you know. I right. watch a ton of regular season uh, NBA basketball. But 
These two guys, I think, very relevant in today's sport. You know, uh, who who had the best game on the winning team last night? Do you know, Austin? Yeah, Chris Middleton. He dropped 40. Yeah, and he had, like, s- several key moments in the last, like, two minutes. Chris Middleton, who is overshadowed by Giannis Antetokounmpo, he averages 20 Five and six. I mean, 25 and six. And he's done that over the last two years. And then the year before, he was 18, four and six. He gives you incredible minutes. And he is going to be the key if the Bucks win this series. It will be, Antetokounmpo is obviously the best player on the floor. I mean, he is. Bar none, 100%. But it also goes to another guy Devin Booker is very overlooked. Devin Booker is a guy who's been overlooked, average. but not dis- Devin Booker's not disrespected. But has Devin- he not been disrespected because he's been overlooked? No, Again, I'm, I, throwing, I don't think I'm so. throwing out ideas. Right? No, I get to Devin Booker and Chris Milton. I think are the perfect overlooked because of the market they play in, and they have not been on the stage for a long time. The difference between Middleton and Booker Middleton and has Middleton's been around for a good bit for sure, but. Ryan Tannehill was on a big stage in Miami for a for a while for yeah. six years. Miami's a big market. The Dolphins uh, are a no, not during that time. That that you cannot say that. But the Dolphins get a lot of media attention. They do. Uh, not really. Everybody's at the beach. I, I don't think Miami's a big market in Miami. Zach. But I'm the team about- does not get a lot of recognition. I, I think Miami was a punching bag while. Tannehill was there and it's a bigger punching bag than say the Jags. And so that's right. Like Booker is rising. Middleton has really grown and matured in his career to be a significant stud on a mid small market team with a superstar that has been the best team in the league the last couple of years. I mean, last year they were the one seed and Middleton's been there, right? So he's, he's done it for three years consistently. That's all I'm trying to do is find a comparison to Ryan Tannehill. And that's why I I came up with Ryan Tannehill's overshadowed by Derrick Henry. We all know that Middleton's overshadowed by the Greek freak, but he's still, he is a key catalyst to them having success and winning. There's, there's two NBA guys that really came to my mind, and then one guy outside of team sports that I think is probably the right answer for this. And uh, I, I do think, and Corey brings up one of them, Russell Westbrook gets a lot of disrespect. He does. Like People understand how great he is, but they look at him. It's personality, stat chasing, though. Stat chasing, yeah, personality, all of that. So I think Russell Westbrook gets a lot of that. And I think because of... <laughs> Playoff P, he come and he go. I think Paul George gets a lot of disrespect too because he's playing second fiddle to Kawhi Leonard. And but he, he had his chance. He did. He had his chance and he didn't. And people can can go after Paul George for that uh, because of his playoff P comments. Now, Zach, do you want my real answer? Are you ready for this? Uh, for, who I the most disrespected person in sports right now? You ready? I think I know who it is. Now something just came to my mind. I don't know who you're going to say. I'm, I'd love to hear it. All right. You know, from a speed perspective, and I was just told by our Brandle Chambly that he has hit 140. I was not aware of that. 140 mile an hour swing speed. He did that at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational earlier this year and 211 ball speed. And, and if, yeah, if I was VJ Rolf, I'd sit there and watch that just for giggles too. Well, there's not crazy. a lot of talking going on. You know, he's hit more balls in the last minute than Fred Couples did in an hour out there. All Freddie did was basically wander around and talk to people. This is a drill for speed as quickly as he's hitting for Bryson. It's fun to watch. I mean, it's it makes, I, well, I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'd be in traction in a hospital if I tried this without a doubt. That psychopath, Bryson DeChambeau, is the most disrespected player in sports right now. Jacked up on pre-workout. I love that video. I love that video. That may be, and that just inches out, and now it's more or less, or it's less relevant. It just inches out this video. It's time for Carolina football. So get the f*** out of your seats. Spurs up. Yeah, I'm fired. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're talking about players, but Will Muschamp gets a lot of heat too because he's just been fired from Florida and then good jobs, South Carolina, right? 
Uh, but I, I think I, I, I think you've got a really good point. Yeah, I think it's the Shambo just because the part of my take heat that that guy gets it just it, it it shows how much weight that podcast carries that they can make almost an entire fan base of golf golfers dislike a person. Now he brings a lot of that on himself by just being a crazy ass. Um, and being, and being so, named Bryson and his name's Bryson in the hats that he wears and just the overall beef steak that he is. But uh, I do think Bryson DeChambeau is the answer. But if you're talking team sports, it's really hard to find somebody more disrespected than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I agree. Again, I tried with Chris Milton, another guy that I came up with in the NBA, but he hadn't done it maybe long enough. But I don't know. And that is Julius Randle. Julius Randle has averaged basically 20 and 10 for the past three years. Well, and those guys have two things in common. I mean, Ryan Tannehill was the uh, comeback player of the year, and Julius Randle was the most improved player of the year. Those are kind of comparable awards. And they both had incredible regular seasons and sucked in the playoffs. And then and, found their their team later yeah. on in their career. Yeah, so I think I think uh, that's a, Julius Randle is a, is a good answer there too. Just, he, you know, he's on a smaller stage – like kind of like Ryan Tannehill is. So but I, he's I think, on a big stage. No, I, I disagree. The New York Knicks are yeah. probably the biggest stage in basketball. But if I guess you, the but the but the Knicks have been so bad for so long that I don't think the NBA has ready for them. Ready for it to be back. I'm ready for the Knicks to be back. I love betting on the Knicks. I won a bunch of money on the Knicks at BetMGM because they kept giving us risk free bets because the Knicks were winning every day. Uh, so. I'm Bobby says the Knicks are the biggest market in the NBA. I, I know that, but I don't think the, the NBA fan is paying as much attention to the Knicks as people in New York pay attention to the Knicks yet. I hey, think well, it's just one year, right? Yes, like I the, think the, there was a ton of attention on the Knicks Hawks series yes. because it was like the first time for a long time. Right. Right. But that, that it's just like anything like the bucks had to make the playoffs a couple of years to get to the finals. Now they're here. What are they going to do with it? Yeah, Jarrell brings up Alex Smith. What was Ryan Tannehill for a while? Alex Smith, I think, is a is a solid answer there too. But again, I think if it's team sports, it's Ryan Tannehill. If it's you know non team sports and every athlete, I think Bryson DeChambeau most disrespected in the world right now. I think now. that's that's a good that's a good example. All right, another I think really good topic that Zach came up with this morning is. Who has the most to prove out of these three top 10 Titans that we uh, have discussed some this week? Who has the most to prove out of the following top three, uh, top 10 Titans uh, this season? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room because of Mandu's science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It is a great workout. You will feel it. You will be sore. But the best thing is it puts all of that on your muscles and zero of it on your joints. So if you have old injuries or new injuries or current injuries, you can help get through that and have the fitness goals that you want to achieve reached with what Mandu can help you out with. Again, a 15-minute workout. I don't have time to go to the gym for an hour and a half at least once a week, twice a week, three times a week that you need to actually get results. You do Mandu once or twice a week, total 30 minutes, and you're great. You're in great shape. You're working towards something. And the best thing is your first workout's free. So go try it, mandu.com. Your first workout's free. It is Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Code ATOZ Sports. For new users, risk-free $600 bet. You cannot beat that. At the time, I had a risk-free $500 bet. I turned it into two grand. That could be you with the right bet. BetMGM, download the app today. All right, Zach. We've got three Titans players who were ranked top 10 in their position. Which of these three that we're going to talk about has the most to prove this season? Is it Julio Jones, who was the fifth-ranked wide receiver in the NFL? Is it Taylor Wan, who was ranked the seventh-best offensive tackle in the league? Or Kevin Byard, who was uh, also, I believe, Kevin Byard was the seventh-ranked safety in the NFL. Now, why are we bringing up these three? Because the Titans had seven players ranked in the top ten in their position, but the other guys were coming off of pretty good seasons with Jeffrey Simmons, Roger Saffold, Derrick Henry, 
and A.J. Brown. Those guys were having good seasons. These three guys, we know Kevin Byard had a tough year last year with the entire defense. Lawan's coming off of the ACL, and Julio Jones, who was previously the number one wide receiver, only played in nine games, and he is coming off of a season where he was injury-riddled with a hamstring. So who has the most to prove out of those three guys? I, a lot of good comments so far. I have my answer, um, and we do have a lot of good comments. I'll just go through them. Jarvis says, Lawan. Yeah, we've got, um, let's give it a doubt, Julio from Nicholas, Lawan from G-Man on base, Byer from Lee. So we've already had all three, so that tells us something. KB, we've got Taylor Lawan because he needs to show us that he's still a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle, ta- tackle in his opinion. Uh, there you go. Lawan coming in from Jarrell. Ryan says Byard. Billy says Byard. Uh, Lawan, Julio from Clayton. Lawan from Brad. Lawan from Dom. Easy punching bag because of the podcast and his antics. Uh, KB coming in from Roland. I, I have my answer. I-, I have no idea what you think on this. I, I you know, I came into this not knowing what my answer was going to be because, like, you can make a case for all three. Do you know the, now? You know, like Julio Jones. I don't want you to the, talk through it. I just asked you if you you would know who it is. Yeah, I think so. I, I've got my answer. Now I'd like to hear it. All right. My answer is Taylor Lewan. He's not the most pro, high profile of the three. He's right there in the middle. Julio Jones has a bigger profile than Taylor Lewan, wide receiver, future Hall of Famer versus offensive lineman. That's not something that you should be surprised by. Kevin Byard's a safety. They just don't have high profiles unless you're elite elite. But Lewan, it's not just a one-year thing. It's a two-year thing for Lewan because of the PED suspension that he had two seasons ago that kept him out the first four games. He had a couple games of rust, but then played really, really well at the end of the 2019 season. He was playing really, really well the first five games of last season, torn ACL. Now it's – and he before that, he was the three straight Pro Bowl appearances, and now he's had two without being at the Pro Bowl. One of them, he wasn't allowed to be voted for the Pro Bowl because he was suspended. And so I think Lawan has the most to prove of these three and his contract as well. Kevin Byard's not going anywhere. Kevin Byard's going to be here because he restructured his contract – right after Derrick Henry signed his extension last summer. Julio Jones, they just traded for him. He's going to be here for at least a couple years. Lawan is going into a, a year where next season, the dead cap money is nothing to It's pretty easy to get out of. And they could move on from an aging 30-plus-year-old Lawan who would be having a high cap hit. Uh, and I think Lawan's got the most to prove because it's a multi-year thing. I think it was a good answer, and, and I think you can make a, a case for all three. And, and Billy says Lawan is a beast. I, I'm not saying that he's not. I, I think Lawan is deservingly to be in the top ten of the offensive tackles after the last two years that he's gone through. So I, I have two philosophies on this, and the first one has to do with injury. Kevin Byard is my answer. Because Lawan and Julio Jones can justify maybe having not a superb year because they're coming off of injury. And that is that is what it is. It's not an excuse. It is what it is. We've seen that. Kevin Byard is not coming off injury. He's just coming off a bad season. And you said elite elite. Kevin Byard has a lot to lose because Kevin Byard playing safety. Kevin Byard was paid the highest safety in the NFL. That is elite elite money. That's what the Tennessee Titans paid him to do, and he hasn't done that. That's why he has the most to prove, because if he doesn't have a good season this year, I think he loses big-time traction to ever regaining the respect that he got during those two years that he was pick central, that he was just interception machine. That's why he has the most to prove, because it's a career thing. Lawan has had the bumps in the road to justify whether he will be successful or because of PEDs and ACL, maybe why he plays for another team or falls off. Julio Jones is late in his career. Julio Jones has proved everything that he needs to prove. It's a new team. It's a running football team. It's a whole new experience. You could justify that. Kevin Byard 
has zero excuse to have another bad year. That is my answer, and I am 100% on that, in my opinion, because he has so much to prove to not only himself, the franchise, but the fan base and the entire league of what they view Kevin Byard as yeah. in the NFL as a safety. <clears throat> so Kevin Byard was my second place answer. I think Julio Jones has the reputation that he's Julio Jones and he's going to be in Canton at some point uh, because of what he's been able to do. So just, but like the most to prove this year, um, I, you know, it's just because <clears throat> Kevin Byard, just looking at the two contract situations. Because I do agree with a lot of what you said. I just think Lawan's got more to prove because of the contract. Kevin Byard next year in 2022, he has dead cap of eight plus million dollars. They're not going to cut Kevin Byard and still pay him eight plus million dollars next year. Lawan's cap hit or dead cap is 1.8. They would that would save the Titans over 12 million dollars if they wanted to move on from Lawan, and if he doesn't have a bounce back year after the ACL and he'll be 30 later this month, next week, actually. Uh, and then he'll be 31 in 22. If you don't want to, if you don't feel like paying a 32 year old tackle, who's had a couple bad years, 14 and a half million dollars. Plus you can cut him and save 12 plus. That's why I think, Lawan gets the edge in this conversation to me with the most approved this year because he, I think he's got the most to lose dollars. He's got the uh, most. It's to not lose. about money. It's about Kevin Byard playing for career perceived legacy. Julio Jones and Taylor Juan are not playing for that. Julio Jones has already Lawan's solidified that. No, Lawan already has PEDs. Lawan cheated the game, and now he's games. trying to but in the perceived legacy. That's why I say legacy is big. And I will say this, and I, I don't whether he agrees with me, I don't really give a damn. Luan's not going to the Hall of Fame because he cheated the game. He's just not. The Hall of Fame is a very exclusive group. He probably realized that, whether it was uh, a, a mistest or misread or bad information or bad opinion by some guy in New York giving him supplements. It doesn't matter. Kevin Byard is the only one still playing for perceived career legacy. That is the most to prove, and that's why I go with Bayard. Lawan's contract, you are absolutely correct with all of those numbers, but in the bigger scheme of things, that doesn't matter because well, yeah. he'll get picked up by another team. He's a left tackle. You know that. You look at Eric Fisher. The dude just tore his Achilles. He gets picked up by the Colts like right off the street. That's the Let's difference. The it doesn't game. matter. He'll find another place. Kevin Byard is trying to play for elite status well, at his position well, I, in the National Football League. I mean, as is Lawan. They're both ranked the seventh player at their position. But Lawan has two things working against him. Byard only has one bad year working against him. Lawan has an ACL injury and a PED suspension. That's the difference, yeah, and that's I a think, massive difference. Which is why I think he has the most to prove this year to get rid of those perceived notions. That's my point. And Titans for Life asked, are we asking who's in danger of not returning to the team after next year? No, not necessarily. We're asking who has the most to prove. And if Lawan has a average year for Taylor Lawan, He finds another team. Right, but it's easier for the Titans to move on from him. Who if cares? Kevin, that's the. That's I what care. Titans, that, that means no. That's what Titans for Life is saying. You're not answering the question. I, I am answering the question. I just am answering it in, in a different way. I'm thinking a different way than you think, which is completely fine. I, I I think that's a big. If you don't, how does that not fall into the category of having a lot to prove? You have to prove yourself to get the next two years on your contract. Where the next two years, Lawan is owed twenty eight million dollars, but the Titans can literally cut him. And only have to pay him 1.8 and save the other 26. And another team will go pay him. That's fine. but He's, he's not working for legacy. I think he is because he made three Pro Bowls. He got popped for a PED suspension. He tore his ACL. And now he needs to get back on the Pro Bowl track. I literally think that's having a lot to prove here. Kevin Byard has to get back on the all-pro track. I agree that that's Kevin Byard was my second, uh, my runner up in this conversation. I, again, it's a really good topic because 
there's not a wrong answer. Julio Jones has a lot to prove too. He has to prove that it, all of his stats that he put up wasn't because the Falcons' defense sucked ass for the last three years too. Uh, Julio is last. We right. Julio is made. Agreed. We know but he that. still has a lot to prove. New team, new market, off the injury. He's 32 years old. He has to prove that he is still elite at wide receiver. But I, I look at excuses and reasons. There's more excuses for Julio Jones and Taylor Lewan than there is for Kevin Byard. And that means a lot on what you're trying to prove. Do you see? I, mean, I I get where you're coming from. I just I just think Lawan's got more to prove, and that that's okay. All right, so this is something that I I've been excited. Agree to, to disagree. I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we can have different opinions. I'm not I just, like I, I, I just I, well. I, sometimes I, mean, I really truly believe. I mean, I believe that I I, I think it is Kevin Byard, but uh, all three have a good argument. Yeah, Lawan does have a good argument. I just think Bayard has a slightly I get better one. You have Bayard over Lawan. I have Lawan over Bayard. I mean, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty on this. Okay, so the Richard Sherman 911 call is infuriating <laughs> to listen to. We are going to play it for you. If you haven't heard it yet, buckle up. Zach has not heard it yet, so this will be his authentic reaction to hearing this awful, awful, awful 911 call. Uh, from Richard Sherman's wife, Ashley. We will play that for you here momentarily. But first, Zach, tell everybody about uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, and you're going to set the scene and tell the story for us, right? That's correct, yeah. Good, good. Because uh, a lot of people, it has been very confusing. Schefter tweets out, Instagram's out. I don't know what the hell's going on. So uh, we will get that. I'm I'm actually very curious on the other side of this. But if you're curious of where to find a new car, uh, well, I've got you covered right here. Here's your call. Wilson County Hyundai. That's who you need to call. Don't call 911. You're not in trouble because we have you. We've got you covered at Wilson County Hyundai. The brand new 2021 Palisade, their full-size SUV. It's got third-row seating. It's got captain seats. It's got all the bells and whistles at an affordable price. Payne Bone and his team have them in stock. Hard to find cars in stock these days. Wilson County Hyundai has them, whether it's the Elantra, the Santa Fe, the Sonata. Take a quick drive out I-40 Exit 236. Austin and I broadcast out there once a month. We absolutely love it. Out there at Wilson County Hyundai, you can find a better deal than in town. Let's just say that, right? Mm -hmm. You you go to the downtown Buster Brown, you're gonna get screwed. You're gonna get the the the, the prices, you're gonna be paying those. You know, you, you go go to a bar downtown and you try to buy a beer, and all of a sudden it's 850, and you're like, what the hell am I doing on this rooftop paying 850? That's the same type of thing. You go out to Wilson County, you're paying those prices that are a lot less, and that is key. Payne Bone will hook you up, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app today. Use code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first bet and after your first deposit. So take advantage of that with Bet MGM, our favorite sportsbook right here every morning uh, on A to Z Sports. All right, so – Setting the stage for this Richard Sherman uh, uh, 911 call. So Richard Sherman was arrested for uh, domestic violence earlier this week. And the reports that came out was the that... Burglary and domestic burglary violence? Burglary and domestic violence. And the reports that came out was that he was denied bail, which made everybody go like, what in the world is happening here, right? So then... Uh, a. a, a Outlet in Seattle gets a hold of the 911 call where his wife Ashley is calling 911. And this is a two plus minute video. This is, it's just really awful to listen of how terribly the 911 dispatcher handled this situation. This will piss you off. 911, what are you reporting? Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blue. threatening to kill himself. Stop. Stop. Um, What's the address? Are there any is, weapons? Stop. We, are there we any took, we took, to no, me. there's no I'm I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are, no, there are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers expedited. I need officers here now. What's he doing that, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. 
I took the I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. Okay, wait. Say that again. He has no weapon. He says if the police show up, he said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they need to understand that he is. He is. Okay. Been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight your uncle. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being physical. Yes, he did. He did. How has it been physical? He's pulling, it's, a, it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's, a, it's just a black sedan Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. What do you mean you cut it off? I cut the gate. We live behind it. It's, a, it's Richard Sherman. Like, ma'am, I, this is like a f- emergency. I need officers hey, here now. Hey, to me. I'm handling this. You need to stop telling me that. Okay, but what I'm not going to slow help down. He got out. He got out not going to slow help down. Okay. Well, what I need to know is that he What's your my, name? My name is Ashley Sherman. Do you know what his date of birth is? 33088. Okay, slow down so I can understand you. What's the date of birth? March 30th, 1988. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm laughing because I've listened to this now five times, and it's just insanely difficult to listen to. And it's also really sad. Zach, your first reaction, your facial expressions tell a lot, but that's the first time you've heard the 911 dispatcher trying to handle the call from Ashley Sherman, the wife of Richard Sherman. It was like Richard Sherman's wife was an inconvenience to the dispatcher. That's yeah. how I felt the entire time. Yeah. And that is the opposite of what it is. And, and what I kept on thinking is ask her what the address is. Like, so nobody well, can so, get. So just to, to be clear, that happened early on. It was not in the audio because they didn't want to broadcast Richard Sherman's address. So it, they, she did so, give the address yes. early in the first like 15 seconds. And I'll, I can play it again. There was the ask for the address and, and it just blurred it out. They, they just cut it out. So everybody didn't say, Oh, Richard Sherman lives on, you know, yeah, Sherman yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. But, but still after that, there was no, like it did not sound like you're trying to assess the situation. It did not sound like Richard Sherman's wife was in like immediate threat of, Sherman on top of her hitting or trying to do anything like that during the phone call. But the dispatcher had zero like uh, skills to try to uh, have her out of the situation. Isn't that the number one thing that you try to do in any domestic violence situation is try to separate the two that are fighting? Like leave. Don't hit. You leave. You go somewhere else. And it's like, uh, like, uh, don't lock them in. Yeah. You know what's going to really uh, make them more upset is you locking the gate. Like there are so many things, and this dispatcher well, should be fired well, on the spot. So, so here's there, there's another video that's like 30 seconds, and it's I, I did not pull that for time purposes, but it had to be in two parts. Where uh, Ashley Sherman says that Richard Sherman has drank two bottles of uh, liquor, two bottles of liquor. So when we heard the report that he was a message for domestic violence and burglary and was denied bail. We automatically assume the worst that it's male on female domestic violence, where this was male on male domestic violence because he was attacking and going after her uncle, as she said there. And what I, what my draw from this is he was denied bail probably because he was so intoxicated because he drank what she said was he drank a bottle of vodka and a bottle of Hennessy that he didn't know that. That's why. Right. And so that's why I was trying to explain this here. I think the reason why he was denied bail was because they needed him to sober up before they could just let him back out there. So that makes things sound a lot uh, more level headed than the initial reports. But I mean, the dispatcher with zero compassion, zero emotional control. The first 10 seconds, I feel like in a 911 call, 
has to be so important. And I and I think this has got to be a, a very a stressful job as to be a 911 dispatcher. I can only imagine. But having compassion and 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 calming the situation in the first 10 seconds has to be the initial goal of the dispatcher's job is how can I get a very stressed out person in a bad situation calm so they can communicate clearly so I can help them, right? I would think that would be dispatcher one-on-one first 10 seconds of the call where the first 10 seconds of this call was everything but that. 911, what are you reporting? Um, I, I, I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blue. What's the himself. Stop, stop. Um, What's the address? Are there any is, weapons? Stop. We, are there we any took lists? Like telling her to stop before she finishes her first stop, sentence. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, we get it. All right, it's another domestic violence call. That is that is exactly how it sounded. Like fire this woman. And now that, I mean, again, everybody should be assessed on based on what they do for their job. But this is very serious. I, it was the first time I heard that. Obviously, I. Um, I mean, again, the, the situation is unfortunate. You never want any of this to happen. You never want to call 911. But right. you feel that the dispatcher should not make you feel that you are an inconvenience to her and her night like she has something better to do. And I, the one thing, did she ever say that, that officers have been dispatched to come help you? Uh, yeah, well, uh, But isn't really. that a calming mechanism? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like. Right, that, yes. that is something yes. I don't they're know what on they're their trained way. to do. Ma'am, ma'am, they are on their way. Is a you would think something that would make a lot of sense. I, I don't know what they're trained to do, so I don't want to overstep. And, but I'm sure as hell know that they're not trained to talent, sound like that. And Ben Hall says, I don't think you understand how many times a day they get that phone call. I don't care because every time they get that phone call a day could be a life or death situation. Like, what the hell are you talking about, Ben? Ben, that was the dumbest matter. comment of the show. It ben, you watch the you watch the show consistently too. That was that that was that was a dumb comment. And Ben says you're making a five second clip and tone on a phone call mean a lot, an awful lot, guys. Ben, we played the entire two plus minutes of that call. Ben, you are so out of line here, <laughs> so out of line. Maybe you showed up late. I don't know. We played the entire thing. I was replaying the first 10 seconds to follow my point about how that needs to be the, the most important 10 seconds of the call. Well, and, and Don brings it up. The dispatcher is definitely a problem, but what the hell is wrong with Richard Sherman? Anybody just, drinking two bottles of liquor, if that is in fact what happened, ah, you got, you got bigger problems than just this situation. And yeah. so that that is... It, it's not a good look for a guy who has been at the precipice of of the NFL. We all know, you know, the the interview with Aaron Andrews in Seattle against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game years ago. We all know the Stanford acumen that he carries. That doesn't sound like much Stanford acumen drinking two bottles of liquor and trying to drive out of your gate in a 2016 Mercedes. You think that he'd get an upgrade of a car because the guy's got a lot of money. Yeah, that well, was the other thing I thought. He was his own agent for a while, so he was his own agent for a while, so he didn't get as much money as he probably could have. But, <laughs> but again, like no, no <laughs> all jokes aside, all jokes aside, it's a very sad situation, uh, very sad situation. And I think one thing that really stood out to me that just made me go like, "Oh my gosh!" is is the whole her trying to communicate to the dispatcher to say he is aggressive, he is ready to fight anybody. Please do not shoot him. He is unarmed. And that is, and, and him being a black man, I think that really has to make you feel something uh, just ab about the situation of how she felt about having to call the cops because her husband was out of control and intoxicated and being physical. I, I thought that was a, a part of the video or audio that was a sad thing and really made me kind of, kind of hit me different. Yeah. And we just try to find, the ins and outs of the situation. And uh, that's the problem with, you know, Schefter is reporting this and then updating. And then as Bobby says, you know, PFT pro football talk was stating somewhat opinions, but yeah. also reporting. So it gets so misconstrued in today's age. And when it has to do with a notable player 
like Richard Sherman and a situation like that, it's hard to piece together the details because, as we know, we're in cancel culture. So its perception is not always reality, but perception is big on the social media circuits, which I don't always find fair. And so Richard Sherman, we haven't had an update since this morning, or I haven't, I haven't seen I it. Haven't seen but it. I'd like to know more about the situation instead of here, there, he said, she said, what – we, I know the dispatcher probably needs to be fired, but besides that, I need to find out more info on what happened yeah, and, to really create an opinion on the subject and the whole situation. Well, and I, I have a problem with look, the pro football talk tweet was irresponsible. And I also feel like Adam Schefter's tweet this morning was also insensitive to a very serious situation. Uh, He's Adam Schefter tweet, huh? <laughs> he doesn't care. No, I know that, but it's also misleading in a way because Adam Schefter's tweet was Richard Sherman was, quote, drunk and threatened to kill himself before arrest, according to a 911 caller. The link in the article was 911 caller. It's colon, the truth. Sher but it's, he, it's he, he did not like it was an opinion. He stated the facts. Adam Schefter reported that. Now you can have your own perception of that. I, I think, but the, but the Adam Schefter are, was just reporting it. Richard Sherman's wife called nine one one. There's a there's a. I thought there was a better way to handle that than just a random nine one one call. Well, he could he didn't know or confirm. She may have said that, but Adam Schefter did not confirm. So he did the right thing as a reporter and said something that was factual based on her being a nine one one caller. So. I, I don't criticize Adam Schefter for that at all. He was just uh, I, stating the facts. Yeah, I think it. Um, I think it. I think it could have been done better. Look, uh, like was it factual? Yes, but I think it could have been done better. Is all I was say. Is all I wanted to say on that. So again, Rich, hopefully, hopefully Richard Sherman, um, you know, can be okay um, and you know, kind of rebound from this. It sounds like. Things are not. Hopefully, it's just one bad night. Hopefully, right? we like, find out more information about the situation. I, yeah, I like absolutely. all the other stuff. Let's find out more about the situation so then we really can assess instead of jumping to conclusions and just saying, "Hey, this guy's a deadbeat. He's falling off a cliff." We don't know. Yeah, um, I, my favorite comment was from G Man, and I want to see uh, uh, if I can find it uh, real quick. <laughs> Oh, no, it was from Bobby. Sorry. Uh, no empathy, no compassion. It sounded more like she was a Verizon rep than a 911 dispatcher. <laughs> that's true. Because that's it sounded like she was like taking a food order over the phone. Like it was just really, really unprofessional and awful of that dispatcher. Taking a food order right before close, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if you weren't here, I could be packing my things and going home. Yeah, I need to go sweep up the floors. It is my closing duty. And now you're making me do that five minutes later. So it was really bad. All right, guys, it is time for the magic bucket. That was a serious conversation. Now we end it on a lighter note with the magic bucket. We do this every Thursday. It's the uh, first magic bucket we've done in a few weeks. So magic bucket time and Zach's got his sticker. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you have an injury and you need someone to help you out, get back right, Know who to go to, know who to trust. And in Middle Tennessee, that is the Bone and Joint Institute. Uh, they have over a dozen doctors there at their facility that can help you in whatever injury uh, that you have. They also have a great rehab facility as well. One-stop shop right there for you, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM, our title sponsor. Download the app today and use promo code ATOZ Sports for a $600 risk-free bet for new users. Download that app today. All right, Zach, magic bucket time. I've got the bucket right here. You've got the sticker. Uh, we might need to get a new bucket because there's not really a place to put stickers on this bucket anymore. But that's something maybe we can revisit next week. I almost dropped it. So um, I am opening up something new, and I'm glad, Austin, this is a ode to you. Ah. An ode to you. Because you are such a, a good business partner and co-host and think about my mental health and mental state. Yeah, with your you know, stress balls. You know, I've got a new stressor. I, I've kind of, I've worn out the first one. I, I no longer has, have the rope. I've, 
I, you know, you, you, that's why I got it, you a three pack. It has helped. I have a three pack. So this is number two. And so this is my philosophy moving forward. It's no stress, baby. No stress. It's too, you, it's too much stress to think about stress. No stress with the stress straw. So that is my sticker for this week. I got a whole plethora of stickers that I'm pretty excited about. Um, so no stress is my sticker for this week's magic bucket. I think it's a good philosophy to live by. Yeah. Uh, Skidly Bop said, apparently we uh, on YouTube is saying that we shut off comments after the show, which I don't think we do that on YouTube. Maybe that's just a setting that we don't realize that we have on. Um, but we will try to leave those comments open there, Skilly Bob. We're not intentionally shutting off comments, by the way. Um, so we'll, we'll address that. All right, so time for the magic bucket. I will draw for me first. Let's see. Ah, I, I can do this. On tomorrow's show, blow the biggest bubble you can with chewing gum. So... I just have to go get some chewing gum. Yep, you're gonna have to find your philosophy behind what's the, the best uh, yeah, bubble big league, big league chew, double big bubble league chew, bubblicious. Bub bubblicious is really good. Watermelon bubblicious, I, I believe, uh was the choice of Michael Jordan during games was watermelon. What is, what is the tape? You know, the tape is that bubblicious? The tape? Uh bub oh. you know what I'm talking Bu about? It's, bubble, no, tape. bubble tape. Bubble tape. Bubble yeah. tape. I mean, when bubble you're a kid, you know all of those. Yeah. I don't know any of them now. Big League Chew. Man, uh, bazooka, bazooka is good. I so, used to love the Zebra, uh, and they, 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 they lasted about two seconds. But I like the Zebra Stripe gum when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'll have to go find some, uh, some bubble gum. All right, so this is for Zach. You did that already. That was the Whitney Houston chorus. Oh God, yeah, I don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to do that again. That was brutal. Oh, well, this is this isn't too bad, and I believe you have these uh, tomorrow on the show. While I'm blowing bubbles, you have to wear your glasses—not sunglasses, but your actual glasses on the show tomorrow. I'll do that. It'll give my eyes a rest. There you go. All right. Tame magic bucket today. I think that's good. Like we haven't done it in a few weeks. We need a kind of a slow he's, roll he's back into, into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. All right, guys. Well, I got to go find some bubble gum. We'll talk to you guys on a Friday. Thanks for watching. Great show today. We'll see you guys later on. Adios.